0: Our scripture this morning, unusual, reading from one of the Proverbs, the first six verses of Proverbs 9. Wisdom has built her house, she has honed her seven pillars, she has slaughtered her animals, she has mixed her wine, she has set her table, she has sent out her servant girls, she calls from the highest places in the town. You that are simple, turn in here. To those without sense, she says, Come, eat of my bread and drink of the wine I have mixed. Lay aside immaturity and live and walk in the way of insight. I read this story several years ago in one of the management leadership books that was out there. I think it was a book... uh, Book by Peter Drucker, but I don't recall, and I couldn't find the story exactly this week. But here's the gist of this true story: the private golf and country club, having one of their regularly scheduled board meetings, the community's leaders are gathered around the conference table, working out the business of the golf club. Uh, They're bringing all of their professional skills. Uh, to this leadership position. First on the agenda, they dealt with the bigger issues like uh, the dues adjustment and the the problem they were having on the sixth hole and how they were going to manage that. They finally got to a much smaller agenda item. They were losing money because people kept stealing shampoo from the men's locker room. The, the, the attendant in the men's locker room would put out a big bottle of shampoo for the community's use. Day or two, it'd be gone. The club's running through shampoo like crazy. So, like I said, not a big agenda item, but they needed to look at it. So, they started to have a conversation around uh, the cherry table there about what they were going to do. One guy suggested cameras that didn't go over real well, the men's locker room having cameras. That idea got no traction at all. few other ideas were offered, and then one guy said, why don't we go down and ask uh, Billy, the locker room attendant, see if he's got any ideas. Well, the men adjusted their Ivy League ties and kind of rolled their eyes, but nobody had a better suggestion, so they recommended that the guy who had had that idea go down and see if he could find Billy and ask while they got to smaller, some more smaller agenda items. Well, he goes down, he finds Billy, he's in the shine station, he's folding towels, and he, and he offers to Billy the problem that they're dealing with upstairs. Billy says, Mr. Allen, I'll tell you what we ought to do. Next time I set out a bottle of shampoo, I'll I'll take the top off of it and just throw it away. I don't think any of those guys are going to throw that shampoo bottle in their gym bag if the top's not on it, do you? There's a difference between knowledge and wisdom. The ancient Israelites actually were in favor of both. They didn't set up some kind of either-or, you know, like some people pursue knowledge and other people pursue wisdom. Instead, they celebrated both. And our Bible contains this wonderful collection of wisdom and gives us a glimpse at how they transferred wisdom from one generation to the next. And the collection of these books, referred to as the wisdom literature of the Old Testament, and they capture what our ancestors valued and how they communicated these values to their children. Well, most of the Old Testament, as you know, is this age-long conversation between God and God's people, between Israel's covenant God and the chosen ones, chosen to hear God's call, God's commandments, and serve out God's divine purpose on earth. So most of the Old Testament is is kind of written in the corporate. Hear, O Israel. A dialogue between the God of Israel and the people of Israel. But the wisdom literature Takes a little different turn. It's it's got a distinct focus and flavor. The wisdom literature, Proverbs, Job, Ecclesiastes, Song of Solomon, addresses the individual. What does a wise person do or not do? What are the marks of maturity? What is the combination of wisdom and knowledge that results in good judgment? How do we pass along the wisdom of our ancestors to the next generation? And the book of Proverbs is a collection of these sayings, mostly geared for the education of children. They were just repeated over and over and over, in the house and out and about, and they're written in these little pithy statements because it's easy to remember, easy to memorize, and that way it's easy to pass along. They could pass along the values of their faith and the practical advice of the generations. So... Dads would be out in the field and something would emerge and they would turn to the son and say, Son, poor is he who works with a negligent hand, but the hand of the diligent makes rich. And then moms would be tucking children in at night and say, Honey, a gentle answer turns away wrath but harsh words cause quarrels. And over and over and over until their truth started soaking in and shaping the character of the Israelite children. As I said, part of these sayings uh, are in celebration and encouragement of head knowledge, uh, education, smarts, Gold there is, and rubies in abundance, but lips that speak knowledge are a rare jewel. The discerning heart seeks knowledge, but the mouth of a fool feeds on folly. The heart of the discerning acquires knowledge. For the ears of the wise seek it. But then there was this collection that just dealt with regular old common sense stuff, right? Right and wrong. What is valuable? What's enduring? How do you live a fuller life? Kind of don't touch the stove when it's hot. Kind of just practical wisdom. Better is dinner with herbs where love is than a fatted ox and hatred within. Yanking a dog's ears is no more foolish than interfering in an argument that isn't any of your business. Pretty good. It is better to live in the corner of a housetop than in a house shared with a quarrelsome wife. (laughs) Thus saith the Lord. But some of the Proverbs highlight the virtue of wisdom. Not not knowledge, but wisdom. Wisdom is, is the pattern of living that is faithful to what we know of God. Wisdom is following the rules that run beneath what we see. Wisdom is the alignment with God's love and call and purpose. And by the way, as we're about to see in this first example, wisdom is always personified in the feminine. Melissa likes to remind me of that. Wisdom is always personified in the feminine. Chokmah in the Hebrew. Sophia in the Greek. Do not forsake wisdom. And she will protect you. Love her and she will watch over you. Wisdom is supreme. Therefore get wisdom. Pride only breeds quarrels, but wisdom is found in those who take advice. How much better to get wisdom than gold or to choose understanding rather than silver? In our passage for today, Lady Wisdom invites us into her home. Where the banquet has been set, the wine has been poured, her bounty is available to everybody. Wisdom has built her house. She's honed her seven pillars. She's slaughtered the animals. She's mixed her wine. She's set her table. She's sent out the servant girls. She calls from the highest places in town. You that are simple, turn in here. To those without sense, she says... Come, eat of my bread and drink of the wine I've mixed. Lay aside immaturity and live and walk in the way of insight. We are all invited to Sophia's house for all the wisdom we can hold. But somewhere along the line, don't know exactly how or when this change started, we started to adopt the values of science and data and smarts and, and elevated knowledge and education while diminishing the value of wisdom. The, the pursuit of education at the, at the expense of any kind of moral formation, smarter, eh, wiser, the demand for entrance into a good college has created fierce competition. While well, the pursuit of wisdom has kind of gone the way of men's hats. For the Israelites, they were both essential. I suppose the most cartoonish example of this imbalance was the story from just a few years ago. You remember when the celebrity parents uh, went to jail for bribing their uh, children's way into prestigious universities. You see, a degree from Stanford, very valuable, very sought after. Honesty, integrity, wisdom. Our Hebrew ancestors would be astonished to learn that room, board, and tuition at Emory this year is $72,000. But they might not talk you out of it because they valued education, knowledge. Besides, not everybody can get into Mercer. I know that. But I think they'd be more astonished at the way we have treated what they thought was an essential pursuit of wisdom. as just unnecessary. If you're skeptical of my claim that uh, uh, knowledge has become a super value while wisdom kind of an asterisk at the bottom of the page, consider how many times you've heard one of these statements My son is falling behind on some of his prayer disciplines, so we've hired a tutor. I cannot miss one more Sunday of church. I might fall behind on my pursuit of wisdom. We moved to that part of town because we did some online research and we found the church that we wanted our daughter to attend. Nothing compares to a solid faith formation to get our kids started off on the right foot. And no good parent would say, I want my child to be smart, but I don't care if she's good or kind or wise. But when the Proverbs say, how much better is wisdom than gold? To choose understanding rather than silver. I'm just not sure that most of us act like that is true. It is bad news for our churches and our larger culture that the pursuit of wisdom is an ancient footnote rather than a current pursuit. We, we can't get wisdom quickly, you know that. We, we can't buy a stack and get caught up over the weekend. Wisdom isn't found uh, in the, in the self-help section at Barnes & Noble, a slimmer you in just four weeks, uh, uh, how to improve your memory in eight quick steps, or, or is it seven? <laughs> All you need to know about raising alligators at home, being wise with less time or effort. No. Wisdom is found in the disciplines that align us with God's will and God's hope. Self-awareness and an awareness of the holy mystery that is practiced in community. And, And here's the good news. The good news is that all of those disciplines... ...are exercised here. You don't have to sign up for an extra course at the community college. The pursuit of wisdom is in the curriculum of the church. It's embedded in our core values. Worship. Worship that leads to an awareness of God's power and our place... ...moves us along in the way of wisdom... Community, community that gives us a practice field for understanding what blesses and what hurts, what builds and what tears down. Mission that activates God's generous image within us and moves us to service to God's blessed creation. Discipleship that that leads to self-awareness through Prayer and study and mentoring, we expand our capacity to be wise. Do not forsake wisdom, and she will protect you. Love her, and she will watch over you. Wisdom is supreme, therefore get wisdom. But I've got even more good news. Wisdom is free. No tuition. Abundant for the asking. Sophia's house might remind you of your grandmother's house when you were growing up, where love and food, warmth and delight were served in huge dishes with big ladles. Wisdom has built her house, she's honed her seven pillars. Lady Wisdom has a big house. She slaughtered her animals, mixed the wine, set her table, come eat of the bread and drink the wine I've mixed. Her house is an abundant banquet. To those without sense, she says, lay aside immaturity and live. Walk in the way of insight. And everybody's invited. Everybody. No SAT, no essay no letters of recommendation, we have been all invited to the banquet table where God's wisdom is being served. It's worth asking, am I really pursuing a life of wisdom or just whittling Is the abundant life God designed and desires for us satisfied by just knowing more answers on Jeopardy? Lady Wisdom has spread a feast, and she described the townspeople as immature, unreflective, and without good sense surely she's not talking about us right or might we be part of the crowd that has disregarded the pursuit of wisdom and put all of our hope in the stems curriculum It might be worth thinking at a deep level about whether we are squandering the call to life abundant by not taking seriously what the Israelite sages taught us, that the pursuit of knowledge and the pursuit of wisdom are equally important. How much better to get wisdom than gold? To choose understanding than silver. Do not forsake wisdom. She will protect you. Love her and she will watch over you. Wisdom is supreme. Therefore, get wisdom. And her banquet table awaits for us all, we have all been invited to come and eat. Thanks be to God. Thanks for joining us. If you live in the Atlanta area or visiting Atlanta, come and worship with us in person on Sundays at Second Ponstelian Baptist Church.